This is Matt Greller, CEO of AIM. Welcome to the Hometown Innovations Podcast. Join us as we share ways our municipalities are positioning themselves for the future, thought-provoking interviews with state and local leaders, and more. Thanks for listening as we tell the municipal story. Hi, welcome to the latest edition of Hometown Innovations Podcast. I'm Jennifer Simmons with AIM. I'm here today with uh, Brian Gould and Lindsay Moss, our two lead lobbyists for AIM's Government Affairs team. Brian, Lindsay, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks. All right, so Brian, I think we should start with kind of a, a reminder of how last session ended. There was some drama and talk about how that might impact this year's schedule over at the State House. Great. Yeah, so last year was a little bit of a different session for us. Um, I think kind of right out of the bat, everyone identified there weren't a lot of major issues in front of the legislature in 2018. Um, so it was fairly quiet most of session. And then when we got to the last week, things really kind of came to a grinding halt. Um, legislators didn't really have uh, a handful of bills that they felt necessary to get done by the end of session. Um, so a lot of that normal compromise and across the hall type work that takes place, uh, we just didn't see that. Uh, we got down to the final 24 hours, and I think then all of a sudden the, the game was on. Legislators were trying to move some things rather quickly, uh, and we ended up running out of time. Uh, clock hit midnight, and there were a handful of bills uh, that I think were fairly non-controversial, just all of a sudden the time was up. Uh, so we ended up having to come back for a special session, uh, really just a half day to let them come in and wrap up a couple key items uh, I anticipate 2019 will be fairly different than that. Uh, they have a lot of major bills, major issues out in front of them this upcoming session. Uh, number one being a budget session. That's the big priority, the one thing that they have to get done uh, next year. But then a, a variety of other critical pieces that the uh, budget bill will be focused on. Additional funding for the Department of Children's Services, uh, expansion of Medicaid funding, some things that are going to eat up a large portion of the budget, and then really just a variety of other bills you're going to hear a lot about in the news. Hate crimes, teacher pay, sports betting, school safety. So a lot of big issues that uh, legislators are going to want to stay on top of right away. All right, so there's a big election in November, I heard. Um, yeah. <laughs> what kind of change happened at the state house that our members need to know about? So talk about leadership changes, committee chair changes, just changes in the people that they're used to seeing and working with every day. What's what's the latest? Yeah, so uh, kind of some big news there. I mean, there are going to be 23 new legislators in the 2019 General Assembly, so pretty big turnover. Uh, there will be 10 new Democrats in the House, nine or eight Republicans, uh, and then on the Senate side, one new Democrat, four new Republicans. Uh, but I think the big takeaway people are seeing is a, a very young incoming class. Uh, we were over at the State House on Organization Day and saw some baby strollers getting pushed around. So it's definitely a, a younger group coming in, uh, which will make things a little more interesting. Uh, and then also, uh, we're going to have more women in the legislature in 2019 than we've had in the last two decades. So just kind of a changing dynamic and uh, changing uh, legislature. Uh, one thing that's not changed, still super majorities in control, both the House and Senate. So uh, House and Senate Republicans will have a great deal of control with that. Uh, and then also a critical part of it, um, changes in leadership, both uh, House 
Republicans and Democrats, some new faces there. Uh, speaker Brian Bosma will be returning as speaker, uh, but a new Speaker Pro Tem, a new uh, Majority Caucus Chair, uh, and then some big committee changes in the House that uh, are interesting for us. Uh, Representative Ed Soliday will be moving over from chairing the Roads and Transportation Committee uh, and going over to House Utilities uh, as he's kind of undertaking the, the lead on the water infrastructure conversation after wrapping up road infrastructure. So that's an improvement for us. Um, I'm glad to see him making that movement over. Uh, and then Holly Sullivan will be taking over in Roads and Transportation to fill that chair position. Then over on the Senate side, some changes in leadership there as well. Uh, with the retirement of President Pro Tem David Long, uh, caucus has selected Rod Bray to serve as the new Senate Pro Tem, uh, and then a new Majority Floor Leader, uh, Mark Messmer. Uh, again, some big changes there, and then really uh, two other committee assignments to mention uh, that are going to be under a, a microscope this year: uh, Chairman uh, Mishler in Appropriations and Chairman Holdman in Tax and Fiscal. Uh, both new chairs as of last year or this year, 2018. Uh, but this will be the first year for both of them to go through as leaders on the budgeting process. Uh, not new to it by any means, but again, first time for them to be moving those bills. All right, and who would you say will be the new House Speaker Pro Tem? Uh, new House Speaker Pro Tem will be uh, Mike Karakoff from the Kokomo area. All right, that's a big change with the, been the same. Right, Bill Friend had been there for a long time, and then uh, Greg Steerwall taking over caucus chair, replacing Kathy Richardson, who... Both of those legislators retired this year. Lindsay, um, you're leading a new exciting initiative for AIM at the State House this session. Um, it's really an outgrowth of our transition from IAC to AIM. Why don't you give the background and tell our members what we're going to be up to? Sure, Jennifer, thanks. So leading into this session, uh, earlier this summer, we started having some internal discussions about what our next long-term initiative will be. Uh, obviously, we had a huge success in the 2017 session with the road funding package that passed. Uh, that was a huge uh, victory for cities and towns all across the state for critical infrastructure funding. Uh, and that really was our first big initiative um, as AIM. So building off of the success of the road funding package that passed in 2017, we really didn't want the momentum to stop there uh, in terms of recognizing the importance of investing in cities and towns all across the state. So we have an initiative for the 2019 session called the Investment Hubs Proposal that enables local governments to form uh, a regional development authority or an investment hub that allows them to raise new revenue to fund transformative capital projects within a region. So for every member, city or town or county within an investment hub, they would be able to raise a new local income tax, a new sales tax, or a new food and beverage tax, half of which would be contributed to the investment hub, and the other half would go back into the general funds of each member for operational expenses. But the money that goes toward the hub um, is only for capital projects that have regional significance um, that will uh, help drive quality of life investments in the community. Lindsay, really, this is just asking the General Assembly for authority to create these regions and give them the ability to help themselves and work together should they want to. There's no requirement that anyone do anything here. 
yeah, we just see this as, as tools in the toolbox, and this really builds on the success of regional cities. We saw that there is clear proof of concept there with the investments that have been made as a result of the regional cities initiative. But we recognize that, I mean, there are so many budget constraints at the state level. We can't expect that there's going to be another $150 million that just falls out of the sky uh, for local governments again. So this is a recognition that in order to continue building on the success of regional cities and opening up um, those sorts of investments in other regions of the state, uh, there has to be a local revenue raising component that is, that is a part of this. Well, I think it's really exciting and definitely throughout the legislative session, make sure AIM members that you're tuning in, that you're reading your legislative summaries, that you are um, watching some follow-up videos that we'll be doing each week um, because there's going to be a lot of information coming through on investment hubs and you're going to want to stay tuned and interact with your lawmakers as more information comes available. Brian, um, you know, this, this isn't the only game in town. There are a lot of things that municipalities need beyond revenue raising measures just to operate more efficiently and effectively. And each year, AIM goes after a few more things to try to take more bites at the apple to, as I said, be able to operate at their most effective rate. So, or I guess most operate most effectively. So what are we after this year to help do those things? Um, yeah, as you recall, part of the rebranding from IAC to AIM was looking at our operational initiatives that we pursue each year and trying to identify some more common sense, non-controversial type fixes uh, to help our members, our elected officials do their jobs better, provide better constituent services. Uh, we've had a lot of success with that the last two years, uh, you know, identifying 10, 12, small type initiatives uh, that we've been able to pass all of them the last couple of years and that's the same for 2019 uh, we've identified four key areas that we want to work on first being a government efficiency bill that has seven different items in it uh, that representative Mike Karakoff is going to author for us dealing with residency requirements for city attorneys that may be a little overburdensome uh, partisan appointments on boards and commissions we continue to hear from our members that a lot of these boards they'd rather have the most professional uh, and developed individuals serve on that board rather than having to pick somebody based off their partisan affiliation uh, some clarifications on unsafe building and unsafe premise again just kind of some gray areas that need some clarification to ensure that uh, municipalities have the ability to help protect their citizens and um, provide the best services for them. Uh, another one in that in that category, the use of electronic bidding. It's funny to think that currently in statute, a uh, municipality can only receive a bid through postal mail and fax. Yes, so maybe they have to use a typewriter to type it up and fax it into us. So uh, with the increased utilization of technology, things like that uh, to allow us to use those resources just really makes sense. Um, some other prescriptive dates that we found in statute requiring us to make payments on certain dates of the year, which really don't make sense. Um, some clarification for executive sessions. Uh, currently in statute, we can have an executive discussion, an executive session to discuss uh, purchasing and leasing property, but not to sell property. So just some things we've identified that are overlooked that really make sense for us. 
Uh, next up, dealing with some fiscal issues. You know, almost every session there are a couple of bills that get passed that uh, may not be exactly what we thought the intent of the bill was or what the legislator's intent was. Uh, so a couple items we're going back to look at, uh, hopefully clean up some things to ensure uh, municipalities are not uh, unduly burdened or uh, impacted by decisions of county government or other taxing units. Uh, just to ensure that we have proper oversight on those. Uh, the big one being the jail bill from last year uh, allowed county councils to um, the authority to designate 0.1% uh, of the lit expenditure rate for correctional and rehabilitation facilities. Um, we looked at that as on top of an existing rate. Uh, a DLGF memo might have uh, caused some confusion saying perhaps they could claw back or take away from an existing rate. Uh, and then some other fixes we need on controlled projects language. As Lindsay mentioned, uh, we kind of have an unprecedented amount of funding available now for road infrastructure projects. Um, the requirement and statute now for a controlled project requires anything over $15 million to go through the remonstrance and referendum process. The last thing you want is for a uh, municipality to have to put a road project on a ballot. That's just not a good idea for anybody. Um, and uh, need to just uh, ensure some clarification there. The intent of the road funding bill was to ensure we got asphalt and concrete down as quickly as possible. The last thing you want to have to do is wait for a November election and then wait six more months to get the project done. Um, some agency related issues. You know, we always uh, we aim, our members spend a lot of time working with a variety of different state agencies. There are always a handful of issues that come up uh, that we're trying to provide some clarification on, budgeting process, uh, rate establishment for different funds, uh, uses for MVH funds, that's another controversial one that's come up that we may see uh, in the upcoming session. And then lastly, annexation. Issue we've been fighting uh, for several years, even after the 2015 reforms, where we hoped all the big issues had been ironed out. Uh, here we are, we still every year have a handful of negative annexation bills that we have to fight. Uh, so this year we're trying a different approach and one to come in with hopefully somewhat of a compromise bring all the stakeholders together and say, look, we, we understand what your concerns are you've brought forward the last couple of years. This is what we think we can do to address them that still works for us and hopefully gets your intent. And then at the same time, we've identified some issues dealing with uh, involuntary annexations moving forward. Uh, so we want to address that and ensure that municipalities still have the ability to do responsible, smart growth in the future. All right, so each session, in addition to other proactive measures we see, um, we also spend quite a bit of time addressing bills that might be contrary to what cities and towns need to be successful, things that hinder local decision-making and allowing us to really focus on quality of life and the needs of each specific community. So what are some of the things that are on our radar right now that we hear might be coming up this session that um, our team and our members need to be thinking about ahead of time. What are the Cliff's Notes versions of those things? Yeah, you know, I think we're always on the lookout for TIF and annexation. Uh, we've had the first file list come out. We've already got one horrible annexation bill out there. <laughs> um, but, you know, our, I think our legislative team, we're always watching for those big topics, the local preemptions on, you know, planning and zoning, stormwater. Um, I think the positive thing that we're starting to see is legislators are, yes, they're introducing these bills, but they're more receptive to our concerns about them. And sometimes uh, we're able to prevent those from getting a hearing in committee. 
Uh, or we're getting the legislators to be a little more responsive to what our problems are, and they're open to modifying the bills a little bit. But we do see the same you know, handful of issues coming back every couple years. For instance, uh, this year on PVC piping, this will be the fourth attempt, four times to try and get this legislation passed, um, and really nothing has changed with it from the first time it was introduced. So continue to fight some of those same battles. Um, but on the, the positive side, I think uh, Lindsay and I are both starting to hear kind of a change in tone from legislators. Uh, if you happen to listen to our last podcast, uh, I think there was a great response from Chairman Mahan about what's one of the biggest issues for local government out there, and his response was funding. And we're hearing more and more legislators talk about that. Um, and I think at a time where we just came off road funding, where we asked and got a billion dollars, we're looking at water infrastructure, and we're talking about a billion dollars. Um, I think they see there are some fiscal impacts that uh, need to be addressed and provide a little more flexibility for local government. All right. So really, that's just a, a hint that you need to stay tuned uh, throughout the session. Again, be, uh, be watching for those legislative summaries because some of the issues Brian mentioned, um, we will be hearing about. They will come up in bill form as the beginning of session kicks off. So please stay tuned on Friday afternoons. Look for legislative summary in your inbox. Um, watch for special legislative alerts via email or via the AIM, Mo, AIM Indiana mobile app. And uh, we will keep you uh, current on all legislative happenings uh, that impact cities and towns in the state of Indiana. Thanks for listening today. Brian Lindsay, thanks for your time and good luck this session. Thanks. Thank you.